definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I had a buddy of mine in Enid that uh, basically ran the radio stations. His name was Rick. And Rick had a little problem with alcohol at times. Face, he's he's beaten that. He's out of that now. But um, at one point he got hammered. It was on a Saturday. And uh, he called my buddy Chad McKee and he said, the Sooners won, the Cowboys won, all is right with the world. That is not the case for basketball teams. Texas Tech over the weekend, who fell Cincinnati at home for the Lady Raiders, and for the Red Raiders, the UCF Knights kind of embarrassed you out there at uh, Addition Financial Arena, which is an okay place. Um it's a decent-looking camp. They have a, a huge commercial strip right through the heart of campus that leads up to the arena. Mm-hmm. So think about, like, your subways and shops and yeah. restaurants, you know, Five Guys, and that kind of stuff, all the way. There's this big strip of commercial. Um, Makes sense. It's a commuter school, right? Commuter school. Right. You know the enrollment? I know. Can we talk about it. No, I think it isn't it the largest in the. I've heard like, second. Yeah, but, like I meant largest in the Big Twelve. Yeah, like by second far. in the nation. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty-eight thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people. That's the enrollment there at uh, UCF in Orlando. Red Raiders lose. Baseball uh, scores a million runs and sweeps Texas Southern. Uh, we have Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock coming up tonight at Rudy's. Starts at 6 o'clock. High School Fan Zone starts at 6 o'clock as well. Texas Tech men win the indoor track and field. That was here inside the uh, Sports Performance Center. Softball went 5-0. and uh, Last time out, they beat North Texas. They slammed those games in pretty good over weekends. And it was a really good weekend for the softball team. A um, couple of finals from yesterday in uh, college basketball. Do you know um, South Florida secured a, at least a, a share, share of the American? I saw that they needed a win to do they've that. they've never been in any good at hoops. But uh, they, they smacked SMU 79-68. Uh, Purdue beat Michigan, 84-76. Memphis over Florida Atlantic. That's a good win for the Tigers as they try to bounce back. And Marquette beat Xavier, 88-64. Phoenix beat the Lakers, 123-113. That uh, sound that we heard was ice football. And obviously German. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of it. I didn't know it was. It was probably much more entertaining listening to it. Über den Lauf. Es geht I saw the video of it. Über I could probably. Über den Lauf. 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 Über den L
am heutigen Abend. Wir haben schon einen Krimi vorhin erlebt beim Knappen 20 zu 19 des Westens nach Vegas. Aber Stefes, sehr, sehr schöne Lauftechnik da. Das soll er sich sparen. Das ist arrogant. Das ist taunting. Das wird in der NFL den Panzer. Aber da ist schon kräftig gedrückt und geschoben worden. Und Scharnbacher kommt nicht auf die Füße. So, ein Pass nach vorne. Weiter geht's. Und er bleibt auf den Beinen. Scharnbacher, der Quarterback, bleibt auf den Beinen. So, und da er hier nicht als Quarterback fungiert, so these guys, um, they're all lined up on the ice, and they're taking these mini little tiny strides, trying not oh, to, yeah, like, to fall down. <laughs> looks like cartoon, like yeah. feet running. Yeah. Can we uh, follow that up with a Korean field goal miss call, please, since we're going international today on the end of the bench? Your Russian boy. Oh, Russian Andre? Mm -hmm. I may see, see him tonight. Yeah, that's true. Jeff. Uh, that's all I got. I can't. You have to be oh. in the right mood. <clears throat> you have to be in the right uh, playful tone to do Russian Andre. Yeah. And after that game on Saturday, I'm just not there. Um what do you think? I, to me, um, what concerned? Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting to. I, I'm gonna tell you what I thought, but I want to hear from you yeah. what you think. So, to me, it feels like there's some holes getting punctured in the hole here. Um, you're starting to take on some water, and one thing we said that had to happen is you had to stay healthy. And now, you know, Warren Washington was off that foot for a long time and he couldn't move against UCF. In this little amount of time to Tuesday, are you going to get healing to where he can go? I don't know. Um, all of a sudden, Chance McMillan's hip shows up out of nowhere. Um, you... Basically didn't have your half of your top scorers against UCF um, because Warren's second on the team in points, Chance's fourth on the team in points. Um, so I'm a little bit worried here. So what are your feelings? Yeah, and I don't know the extent of Chance. That's the scary thing there because – what scares you with that is it's a, a... Nobody knew about it. Yeah. All of a sudden it was just... There he is in street clothes. Nobody knew. And that's just another three-point threat out the window, which puts more pressure on other people to start shooting which and is the absolute making threes. Yeah, it's the absolute strength of your team, or at least it used to be before Pop went two for his last 26. That's what I'm saying. So it makes it even more difficult for Pop, who... He ain't, he ain't making shots right now, and I yeah, mean, some of them are. 
open. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're leaving him open. They're 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 not afraid of him, and he's given you no reason to be afraid of him. At some point, you just, I mean, I get it. You know, the whole shoot or shoot thing, but they're not. And some of them are twenty eight feet. I mean, some of them are just like from another county, and you're like, it's just a heave. Like three or four of them were like that. Yeah. It, At one point, Level said, well, that's about, you know, all, all you can get. That's about the best you can do. And I'm like, that's the best we can do. Let's sack it up. Yeah. Because that ain't going to work. Yeah. And, I mean, we'd, we'd heard even whenever they beat UCF how long they were and how difficult they were to get a shot against. But, yeah, if you're – It's also a team settling, that lost four straight in conference play. Yes. A little bit different at home, too. I mean, even – even uh, talking to their play-by-play guy on Thursday night, he had mentioned uh, how much different—not uh, Darius Johnson, but uh, I can't think of his Jones. Name. Yeah, Jones. How much different he was at home and on the road, and even talking—we got a chance to talk to Luke Barnwell, and Luke said that 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 Jones shot like eight percent from three on the road, and it was like sixty something at home. So. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't volume shooting, but still, when you're getting like they only hit six threes, right? But yeah, it's I think it's concerning because you play Warren, and then obviously it didn't go right, nope. and now he's probably on the same timeline that he was before that. Hopefully, uh, not worse. I'm a little you, bit. Worried. You need him against Texas, right? I'm not a little bit worried. I'm a lot worried. worried. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And um, it just – I was thinking about this too. I mean, you're, you're 25 games into the season already. And now, I mean, it's like this is when you're – you got to go. And it's going in the wrong direction. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I am watching this guy from Alcorn State. No, this dude's from LSU. No, Ole Miss. Okay. Third time's a charm. He um, takes off for second on a pickoff to first. Gets under the tag at second. Gets up, adjusts the belt, knocks the dirt off his hands. Nobody's covering third. Off he goes third. Catcher gets over there, tries to make the tag. Safe. So then he pops up, runs all the way home. Yeah, as I say, nobody's covering at home. <laughs> My goodness. We saw that from time to time this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Pick off to first. Score a run. That is something else. Oh, gosh. So many things happened over the weekend. Definitely hard to keep up when you're elsewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all going on at the same time as well. And, it, uh, and it's hard to – and I mean, you know how this is. Usually you're locked in on a game. You Like, I'll check the uh, – I'll have the live stats up for the baseball game. And if it's like, you know, four to three or something like that, I'm like, okay, I'm constantly refreshing. When I see like, a, you know, oh, there's another six runs and they're up 12 to two or something like that, it's very hard to go back and check that score. You're like, ah, well, that one's in hand. 
which it was most of the weekend for baseball, so that was difficult. I did on Saturday. I would keep checking the basketball score, and then I was like, this just doesn't seem it's, – it's, it seemed almost like the reverse of what happened here. It's like, oh, they're kind of close. It's kind of close, but it's it didn't seem like – Did you see Cam Newton? I did. Holy moly. If you ever think that you want to fight a 6'5", massive individual that won a national championship and probably did exactly what he did in that game – against those three individuals yesterday or whenever that was, just carried everybody, just put them on his back and just willed them to a national title. That's amazing. Those guys look like gnats. Three guys, and he didn't swing at any of them. He was like holding Dragging all them, of them back. Them. Yeah. He was holding three different guys. Cut by collars. Yeah, as they were all punching at him and never swung a punch. And, and had that hat on to make it even yeah, more funny. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said he looked like the Wicked Witch yeah. of the West. <laughs> Did you see that video, Lucas? It was really impressive. I was shocked, to say the very least. I did not expect that from from him at all. All I could expect he could do is he's such a big dude, and could just I mean, just remember him like in his prime, you know. But to do that with that was probably one of his more impressive athletic feats of his career. In a tent trying to sell stuff. Um, I'm watching this here. Um, D, uh, DJ Khaled. Um, he and Jamie Lent would get along. Uh, DJ Khaled rolls up to his, uh, his concert performance. Doesn't want to get his Jordans dirty. So he has two of his bodyguards carry him from his car to a to a uh, a side by side, they put him in the back of the side by side, drive him up right to the stairwells. The two guys get back out and carry him to the stairwell so we can get on the stage so he doesn't get any dirt on his shoes. How big were these guys? Huge. Okay, just to clarify, I haven't seen DJ Khaled in a while, but he's not small. Oh, I know. He might be short, but he's not small. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Look how big those dudes are. Those dudes needed to be around yeah, Cam Newton, right? Well, that police officer that was there was pretty, uh, pretty stout individual too. Oh man, like I said, when you leave your house, keep your head on a swivel. Let's check the calendar. Your daily look at what's happening in the world of sports, birthdays, and holidays. Let's check the calendar. It's February twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. It is Carnival Day. For Pete's Sake Day, Levi Strauss Day, National Personal Chef Day, Pistachio Day, Set a Good Example Day, Tell a Fairy Tale Day, Thermos Day, that's all I got. Pistachios. Like them? Very much. Too much work? Nah, I don't care about that. The, the work, the, I hear this argument a lot. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the crawfish... And pistachios, I'll put in all the work I need to. It does not bother me one bit. No, it doesn't bother me either. I was just, just wondering because that's, that's a deterrent for some people. You got to spend the spend the time cracking those bad boys open. They're Have you seen them. how they harvest pistachios? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a machine 
They roll up, and it's got a claw on the end of it. It grabs the trunk of the tree, and then it goes into this violent shake mode, <laughs> and all of them fall out of the tree. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Had not seen that. Now I just want pistachios, though. That's it? That's got all any, you got? Got any B-Days? I got some pretty good uh, musical birthdays. This is a 1A and 1B here. We'll go with 1A. Johnny Cash. It's a pretty decent birthday. Dias, Arkansas. 1B. Michael Bolton. You want to guess? Why don't you just go by Mike? Mike. <laughs> Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> Any guess on how old he is? Michael Bolton is probably... 72 years old. Look at you. 71. My favorite Michael Bolton song, I was going to give it to Lucas this morning, but I don't think you can because it's from SNL. It's the Captain Jack Sparrow song. Do you know that what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. We'll have to listen to that during the break. There's just so much stuff that I think probably needs to be beeped out in that. It's so phenomenal, though. Uh, who else? <clears throat> Rolando Blackman? The blast from the past. Um, 60? 65. You know where he went to college, right? K-State? Yep. Probably wore those uh, amazing uniforms in their first iteration. Steve Blake? He's Maryland, right? Steve Blake? Not sure. Yes. Yeah, Maryland. 44 years old. The only other one that I found of note was Marshall Falk. Where did he go to college? I know this. Me too. Lucas, do you know it? No. San Diego Diego State. State. Yeah. You know why I know that? It was my first year at OU, and OU was playing San Diego State believe that was that weekend and we were at a party in my apartment complex and I had to go back and forth between the party to my apartment to get beverages and it seemed like every time I went I could hear people screaming because Marshall Falk was running for really long touchdowns (laughs) and I, I missed everything when I was going back and forth between apartments played Jake Plummer that year too I think Arizona State and San Diego State in the same year. You know, I, I when I think of his comparison, at least in college, I go to Ladanian Tomlinson. I think they had a lot of similarities in the backfield. Yeah. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hello, all you campers. Keep it going. You're getting closer. Camping out since Saturday. Some even Friday night for Texas Tech and Texas. One more time inside United Supermarkets Arena. Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of this program. Thanks so much for being with us on this Monday. This is where that one more sleep thing, I think, applies. You're like People will be like, oh, or four more sleeps. Now, when you're sleeping in your own bed, 
Yeah, when you're sleeping in a tent outside of a in a basketball a basketball arena, that's where it uh, means a little more. One more sleep. Hopefully the weather the weather is actually supposed to night be nice. Wednesday is when it gets really bad, right? Not bad, but back in the fifties oh, or whatever. God, dude. <laughs> Let's worry about that when we get there. You f- oh, you ever broken your leg on live television slash radio? God, you just. Oh man, Patel attendant said, "Screw you, dude." Pulled a <sighs> pulled a Pat Mahomes God. on a quarterback sneak. You ever have that uh, clumsy friend that hurt himself all the time? <laughs> That's you. No, no, no. But uh, Jerry, he tore his ACL walking to class, uh, stepped off a curb and tore his ACL. Uh, I do the step off curb, roll my ankle thing quite a bit. I have some bad ankles, but nothing. Weak ankles, Collier? Yeah. I have no room to talk after what just happened to me there. (laughs) Sitting in a swivel chair. Golly. Uh, D1 Baseball has Texas Tech ranked 18th. I was... Wildly impressed with all the weapons that are in the hitting nine. Um, the Pompey kid is um, a future, probably current star. Um, just makes it look easy, and that's one sign of uh, special talent. When they can go out there and make plays and, and hitting a baseball look easy, that's kind of what he's been doing so far. Um, Owen Washburn's off to a great start. Owen looks like he's put on, to me, 15 pounds of muscle from last year and the year before. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. He just looks bigger to me. Um, sent to screaming out of there last uh, timeout in the 16-5 victory to sweep Texas Southern. Texas Southern's not any good, but we all know that. They've never been any good. They play in the SWAC, for goodness sakes. That's one thing that Jamie and I were thank, extremely thankful for as we packed up and left and walked out of the stadium. There they were, getting ready to bus to Houston. Mm-hmm. and Just not something that uh, felt like very enticing. Especially but, uh, after that that weekend. I know that it's a regular occurrence for them, and you know, but not like that, right? I mean, it was a good weekend. It's... It's kind of like what we talked about, though. You expected those, not maybe not that to that extent. You would hope that you would get to that extent, but uh, what did you really learn from from right. this weekend? You know, right? I mean, you got plenty of people, different work, and other people stepped up and looked pretty good, like Landon Stripling, that might make you know jobs tough for uh, Tim Tadlock and the coaching staff moving forward. I mean, the way he hit the ball. But again. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll admit that I was completely wrong. Um, you know, I didn't have a chance to do the show Friday because we were on the little guy plane headed to Orlando. But, um, you know, I was talking about um, leashes being long for yeah. others and shorter for others. And that if you're a guy like Gavin Cash, basically your leash was unlimited. Yeah. Wrong. Well, that's why he's uh, taking the team to the College World Series as much as he has. And 
He's away. Nice, it's called it's called the Tim Tadlock Coaches Show tonight, not the <laughs> Jeff Axton Coaches Show. Well, and I'm not I'm, I'm not bagging. No, I agree with you. I figured his his leash would be longer. Now saying that, you can put him in in that situation, right? Because you know, look, Gavin, give him a break, reset, see what this kid does against lesser pitching, right? I mean, but now you have a guy that's a freshman that's. Confident. Right, you're playing Texas on March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Yeah, so you've got to get as many people out there as possible early on. Would Stripling be starting if you were playing Texas? Yeah, and that's probably a no, and unless, you know, Gavin's having trouble fielding. Yeah, I mean, because from my understanding, part of it was defensive issues as well to go along with not being able to hit the ball, baseball and pressing in those situations. Did you happen to see any of the post-game comments from Tim Tadlock after – was it Saturday's game? I got to pull this up. He's so he's so awesome. I got to find this one where he was talking about stripling hitting depth in the lineup. I apologize. I should have had it queued up here. Oh, uh, he was talking about having so many different bats. And you mentioned Bazell is going to DH on days he doesn't catch, especially if it's a right or left-handed pitcher. And last time I checked, you know, right or left hand, those are the only two options. So he's going to be out there when referring to Gavin Cash and Stripling and trying to get both of those guys in. Bazell's going to be batting every single day if there's a right-hander or a left-hander on the mound. So be prepared for that. Also, whenever you're doing the coach's show later tonight, do not ask him about how awesome it was to score 32 runs. Hey, how awesome was that? How amazing was that? It didn't really matter to him. That was such a great soundbite as well. But you kind of knew what he was going to say there. It was It's one of those you-gotta-ask type deals, you know? I know. And then he takes out his shotgun and shoots it out of the air. Yeah. Which will happen to me, I'm guessing, about <laughs> 12 times tonight. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Here on 100.7 The Score, it's a music Monday. Had a lot of fun playing the tunes today. It always uh, makes my Monday brighter, getting to hear our music selections. Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock is tonight at 6 o'clock at Rudy's. Get back into the brisket tonight, Double T 97.3 on your radio or on the app. 6 o'clock is the high school fan zone on 100.7 the score. Tomorrow, Texas Tech and UT starts at 7 on the radio. 8 o'clock, the ball goes in the air. We'll uh, get an update today on health uh, from Grant McCaslin. Although, it does make me a little bit concerned because, and I don't know, he said he said he thought that Chance McMillan was going to play rolling up in, into the arena, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. But I asked him the question about health trying to be very generic. And he was generic with me, which I don't mind, uh, especially when you're talking about injuries. But he thought that he said, you know, we're trending in the right direction. And um, I don't know, just he's like, especially for this game, he said he th- thought we'd be okay for the game, but um, it uh, didn't work out that way. So we'll see. Maybe he'll give us some more uh, information in the uh, media avail coming up. Yeah, afternoon at uh, 1220. Students, if you're listening out there, uh, you might be getting something other than pizza. Late word. We've been hurt. We've been, yeah. We've been informed. 
I've got an urgent and horrifying news story. The menu has changed. Kansas State and West Virginia play tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. And Baylor is at TCU tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN. As we get ready to play the Longhorns tomorrow. Urgent new calls to end court storming in college basketball. This happened after Duke's Kyle Filipowski was, um, boy, you know, for such a good look that we had looking down, I still can't tell how much malice was involved. I know there was a shove, and then that kind of knocked him in, and then there looked like maybe a knee knock or a twisted knee or something. He had to be helped out of the melee in the the, uh, charging of the court. I've been saying get rid of it for years. Um, I think it be, should be uh, not a part of this anymore. Um, too many people get hurt. Too many people take shots. The, the universities, I think, are doing all they can. But when you have 2,000 people rushing something, it's really hard to stop them. And people are getting hurt, and I'm sick of it. We had a, a student get jacked in the jaw from Wesley Harris from mm-hmm. West Virginia. And then Texas Tech got a fine after our guy gets punched. Yeah, but that, our guy's not technically supposed to be on the court, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Defi- I'm not defending what the uh, the West Virginia guy did. But if the kid wasn't on well, the, the court, would he have punched him? Would he have gone into the stands and punched him? Um, no. <laughs> Don't get on the court. Okay. I mean, I, he wasn't close to him, and it was, uh, I thought, uh, malicious from oh, what, Wesley one, Harris. 100% it was. He went, he, he saw somebody uh, that was a target and took him out. But and, if he wasn't but he on sought the court, him out. But if he wasn't on the court, it wouldn't have happened. I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you, yes. He, what he did was wrong. But at the same time, if you're not on the court, it doesn't happen. And I read this to you, and I might as well read it now. Okay. Uh, Jay Billis is, you know, obviously Jay's, you know, he's maybe a little too close to the situation too since he went to the same school as the guy that just got hurt. But he said this on first take, if you want to stop it, you could stop it tomorrow. All you have to do is while they're on the court, don't let them off. Just say, you're all being detained, and then give all of them citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court storming will stop the next day. That seems a little excessive, but it probably would fix the problem for a lot of them, right? I think it'd be really hard to execute that. Now you're talking. Well, they're about, the, well, then they're all running away. Well, yeah, you're you're running away. You're talking about police officers instead of yes, uh, hired security from you know whoever is in charge of getting the guys that are in a blue vest or a yellow jacket or yeah whatever. Now you're talking about getting hundreds of them to try and then you're talking about a physical altercation coming back to try to get out of there. And then where are you going to, I mean, you got a, what, five paddy wagons sitting outside the arena for the people that charge. Neither. I mean, it's not a good, necessarily a good solution, but it would definitely deter a good chunk of, I think it would deter a lot of people from going onto the court. Not all of them, but some of them. Texas Tech golf won uh, last week out in California. Indoor track and field men win the Big 12 championship. Softball wins all five that they played in. UNT uh, beat North Texas yesterday. And the Lady Raiders lost to Cincinnati 
they're in a spiral, unfortunately. Uh, there is one college baseball game going on right now. Yeah. Pittsburgh leads, leads Texas A&M Corpus Christi 4-1 to one on ESPN+. Plus. Watch a little baseball right now. We could be. Get your thoughts and comments in to the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll take those leading up till noon. We'll hand it off to the bottom line guys. Uh, Texas Tech doesn't have to be playing. It should be playing or paying. U T for the students to do horns down. The drunk girl in front of me on Saturday gave an out of context horns down to <laughs> Texas. Southern. Uh, that's good. Uh, Hacks, are you going to do golf commentary for this season? I would love to do golf commentary. I would love to be out on the course on a network. I would be really good at it, but I don't think I'll ever get that chance. Um, so, no, I don't think I'll have any golf uh, commentary. What's a sport that you would like to do that you've never done? Golf. You've never done golf? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's kind of a... I'd love to do it. I'm so jealous of Grant Boone down in Abilene. He gets his own hole at the Masters, get, mm-hmm. has the jacket, you yeah. know, and CBS. And, ah, Our great. buddy uh, Matt Roberts used to work the Masters every single year. Did he really? Uh-huh. He, uh, he was on the pretty – he would follow – he was he carried the television, you know, how uh, for – my brain just – I just uh, he used to work for CBS and he had a show on Golf Channel. Can't think of his name now. Oh, what the heck, British funny man. What the heck? I can't think of his name now. Regardless, he did a bunch of different jobs. He uh, one year they would rehearse the jacket ceremony in Butler's cabin or whatever, and he like was Tiger, and the other person was they, so they would all sit there and they would put the jack and they would go do the whole thing with Jim Nance in there doing the whole bit. Well, good. Okay. He's buried the lead, man. He, we've crossed these paths a lot. He needs to tell me these stories. Oh, yeah. He, every year he would work and I guess he probably hasn't the last couple of years, but he would either be in a tower with somebody yeah. or he would walk around with David Faraday. Um, he carried the little television, portable television for David Faraday. Oh my to, gosh. Yeah. I mean, this was like a, oh, decade, a decade's worth of work in the masters. Oh, he had that green and gold stuff. in his blood, now working for Baylor. Man, golly, that's dream stuff. Red Raider, though, for life. Don't get mad at him. If you know Tadlock was trying some things, or trying out some things, then why even send this in? That's from uh, El Jefe. Our starters were still starters. They're kind of arguing back and forth. And, yeah, yeah. Um, something to do, I suppose. Bought the daughter a tent Friday night. They started Raider Gate Saturday afternoon. They are having a good time. That's from yeah. T Money eight oh six. Yeah, and if there was one to do it, I guess for this season, that's the one you'd probably do it for, right? Yep. I mean the Kansas game too, but there's a little more hate involved with the this. The biggest one. camp out I ever saw was Kentucky. Yeah. That was a fun fun weekend. And besides I- the uh, outcome. Now, beard, 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 return one. Well, that I, I was Kentucky that one. two. 
just having game day here and all of that stuff. Reese Davis and right, that was yeah. Danny Amendola was in the crowd. Shattered was, ribs for me. Thanks, Joyce. <laughs> Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from one hundred point seven. The score. Get your questions in to the Eighth Flooring Center chat line for Ask the Benchwarmers, a Hacks, Collier, and Lucas edition of this program. One more to go, and we'll hand it off to the bottom line, guys. Uh, do you think the Red Raiders can win the Big 12 in baseball? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know much about Texas other than – TCU is good, though. TCU is really good. Texas really good. I think Oklahoma State will be – Fourth or so, they Oklahoma can pitch. has a couple of decent wins in there too. Yeah, I mean we don't know that much about OU and, but yeah, I think we'll be in the race. Absolutely. Oh, do 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 do. All right, just do it. So it's time for a pop quiz. All right, Hacks. Pop quiz! March is Women's History Month. First question for you. Okay. Who is known as the founder of modern nursing and helping further Army medical services? Florence Nightingale, Virginia Henderson, or Clara Barton? Um, Florence Nightingale. Hey, you're one up on choice. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. One for one. All right. Scroll up here. I don't know the correct order in which I did this, but I know that was the first one. Uh, Jane Goodall was a primatologist best known for being an expert on which of the following? Gorillas, chimpanzees, or orangutans? Tans. Sorry. Tans. Oh, man. Uh, chimpanzees. Two for two. Boy, choice uh, choice was like gorillas. Gorillas, gorillas, gorillas. He was very adamant about that. He was 0 for 2, wasn't he? I think he started 0 for 2. Um, who was the first female justice of the United States Supreme Court? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sandra Day O'Connor, or Sonia Sotomayor? Sorry, I butcher her name. Sandra Day O'Connor. Three for three. He got that one wrong as well. Actually, did he get that one right? No, he got that one right. He did, but he didn't even let me get to the third one. Um, Who was the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Ella Fitzgerald, Aretha Franklin, or Joni Mitchell? Oh, that's tough. That is tough, 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 tough. Um, Could you say them again? Just, just I know the question, but just yes, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, yeah, Aretha Franklin, or yeah. Joni Mitchell, Ella Fitzgerald, strike, strike one, <sighs> Aretha Franklin, Aretha did it. I thought for some reason that was a little came a little bit later. Let's see, he got that one wrong as well. So you're fine. You're you're three. You bad to think think. See, that's the problem. Is I think he struck out at that point. He, so you're do you're doing a, a million times better than him. Sorry, I'm trying to find. Think, think. Uh, who is the first and only tennis player to achieve a career Golden Slam in both singles and doubles? Steffi Graf. No. Serena Williams. 
for Martina Navratilova. I think Martina won more than Steffi and Serena won everything. Did play a bunch of doubles. I'm going to go with Serena. Look at you. Four for five. Just rolling right along. I got to find And again, I was like, where's the one that I asked him that he actually fell, failed on? Let's see. There it is right there. Who wrote the classic novel Frankenstein? Oh, yeah. Mary Shelley, Virginia Woolf, or Margaret Atwood? Mary Shelley. Five for six. Man. What U.S. state was Kamala Harris a senator for before becoming a vice president? Illinois, New mm. Mexico, nope. or California? California. Six for seven. Look at you. They're uh, trying to get you on Obama there with the Illinois. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Which of the following women was the first female U.S. Secretary of State? Madeleine Albright? Nope. Condoleezza Wright? Or Hillary Rodham Clinton? Uh, Hillary. <laughs> Madeline Albright. Ah! So you are seven for nine, right? All right, let's finish it out with one more. Come on, here. let's finish strong. One more. I'm trying to find one here. Actually, I asked him this one, so I've got to ask Madeline you as well. Albright. That was stupid. Which singer won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year most often? Adele, Taylor Swift, or Lauren Hill? Can I say, say the whole thing again? Which singer won yeah. the Grammy Award for Album of the Year most often? Album of the Year. Adele, Taylor Swift, or Lauren Hill? Man, I love Lauren Hill. I know she's got a lot of awards. I'm going to stab at this thing and say Adele. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> you walked all the way around it. And, it. and the only reason I brought it up on the thing was obviously the connection. Taylor Swift. Taylor. Hey, ah. seven for ten was a lot better than choice. I, I'm pretty sure we asked him five questions. And he was gone. And he was done. Oh, yeah. all right. So there you go. Something for choice to whine about whenever he comes in here in a few minutes. Congratulations. <laughs> right in his face, Axe. <laughs> Not shabby. Uh, good. He only got props for inducting me into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is great. Everything is everything. Hacks, hacks. Taylor Swift. I didn't look. I, I probably should have. I wasn't taking advice off the uh, chat line. Some of it was right. Some of it was wrong. There's a Martina on the chat line. Madeline Albright. Not sure if you guys talked about it already, but I'm worried tomorrow without Warren. I remember him really being the difference every time we needed a bucket in Austin. He took the Shedrick guy to school every time they matched up. That's true. I think he was five for five. And... Um, in one-on-ones against Shedrick. Um, yeah, I that's that's the way I'm feeling, too. It's like you travel all the way down there, and, you know, I watched him the night before, and he did everything in shoot-arounds. The shoot-arounds are not nearly as intense. The shoot-arounds are actually a joy to go to because you get to watch the guys have some fun, Play some games. Play a little knockout. Play a little horse. Whatever you know, they they just run around. 
and shake off the day's travel, basically. Then everybody gets together and goes to eat. So I watched him win a game of knockout, Warren. Yeah. Right? And you're like, all right. You know, he just beat five guards and a three. Yeah. They're shooting threes. And he wins the game of knockout, which he's taken two threes in his entire career. Shows you he's a very talented guy. But he looked fine. He was bouncing around. And then you get to the game, and you can just tell it's not right. So, if it's not right on a Saturday afternoon, now it's, it's going to be Tuesday night. How much healing, how much better can it get to feeling Yeah, in that amount of time? And in my brain processes it this way. It can't. It, no. Now, I don't know, maybe 15,000 shot of adrenaline, uh, shot of cortisone. I don't know. You know. Something might get it to where it feels good. But this is, you know, it feels like to me between the hip of Chance and the foot of Warren, the whole season is hanging in the balance is what it feels like to me. Yeah. Not to mention the knee of Devin, if we're going off of. I mean, I know that was long, long ago, but it's still, it plays into the depth and, the problem is, is how bad do you need this win? Right? Because if you need it really bad. You need it bad. You need as many people to play as possible. But I don't think I don't think you heal up after two days. Yeah. And another three and a half hour flight. Which, trust me, I know it's, it's, it's a nice plane, nice, but three and a half hours. And that travel, it can wear you down. I wish we had more time because there's tons that we didn't get to on the chat line. Um, but we really appreciate the participation. Um, had fun on the quiz. It says, um, we've rushed the court numerous times against Kansas. Assistant coach Curtis Townsend has had a bad back and has been complaining about it for 20 years. Okay. Um part and- of the reason that Bill – Got tossed. He didn't want to have to deal with that. Right. Yeah. I said you were talking about smack about OSU. I don't. Friday was a long time ago. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't remember Friday. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, the bottom line is coming up. Appreciate uh, Collier, Lucas. And, uh, hey, check us out at Rudy's tonight. Red River Baseball with Tim Tadlock at 6. Peace. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.